From Argentina now to Wisconsin, that's where a small oil spill could mean big problems for a Canadian company that wants to build a controversial pipeline from Alberta to the Pacific Ocean. The world's environment editor, Peter Thompson, joins me now. Peter, I understand that the spill in Wisconsin was about 50,000 gallons. Now, that's an amount that doesn't usually rise to the level of international attention. Why are people so concerned with this particular spill? Well, Aaron, the spill happened last Friday in a town called Grand Marsh, Wisconsin. It's pretty much in the middle of nowhere, unless you happen to live there. It was only about 1,200 barrels or 50,000 gallons, as you said. And the company that runs the pipeline says it's bringing all necessary resources to bear in cleaning it up. So on its face, it's not really such a big deal as these things go. But what's gotten people's attention, and that includes U.S. regulators and environmentalists here in the U.S. and Canada, is that the company that runs the pipeline is a firm called Enbridge. And this is the same company that wants to build this major pipeline from the oil sands, or the tar sands as some people call them, from Alberta, across the northern Rocky Mountains to the Pacific coast in British Columbia. Um, Of course, the tar sands themselves are extremely controversial. But this pipeline, which is called the Gateway Pipeline, is also pretty controversial itself because it would go through some extremely sensitive wilderness territory and native lands in northern British Columbia. So there's been a growing fight over it in Canada. So can I assume that opponents of that gateway pipeline are using uh, the spill in Wisconsin in their argument against uh, gateway? Well, they're starting to. Um, and the bigger problem for Enbridge is that this is not an isolated incident. Uh, the company's had other pipeline problems in Canada, and another one of its pipelines here in the U.S. burst two years ago in Michigan. That accident dumped close to a million gallons of a type of oil called bitumen into the Kalamazoo River. It closed more than 30 miles of the river for two years, and it's still being cleaned up today. And just last month, a regulatory agency here in the U.S. issued a scathing report on the spill. It condemned the company and compared its response to the spill to the Keystone Cops. Uh, Now, in the wake of that report and this latest spill, the U.S. Department of Transportation has ordered Enbridge to certify the safety of its entire 1,900 miles of pipeline that runs through North Dakota to Wisconsin and on to New York State. So that likely means that this pipeline will be closed for a lot longer than it would have otherwise been. It also increases the scrutiny for Enbridge in Canada at a time when its proposal for that pipeline is in the middle of that growing battle. Right. So what is the latest on that? That's something we've covered here on The World. Well, there are two big issues. One, of course, is what the pipeline would carry, and that's this thick, heavy crude oil out of Alberta that's uh, called bitumen. It's been the object of these massive protests from environmentalists in the U.S. and Canada and elsewhere. They say it's among the dirtiest oil in the world, and burning it would have a huge impact on global warming. You'll remember that the opposition was part of what led President Obama to suspend construction earlier this year on the Keystone Pipeline, which would carry tar sands oil across the Canadian border and the U.S. Midwest to the Gulf of Mexico. After that decision, Canada said it would redouble its efforts to build this pipeline from the tar sands to the Pacific to send oil to markets in Asia. Um, But native groups in British Columbia are essentially saying that'll happen over their dead bodies. And the premier of British Columbia is also taking a tough stance, although really more for economic reasons than environmental ones. She says that the province would bear all of the environmental risk and get none of the financial benefit from it. So the this pipeline to British Columbia, dead in the water? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that at all. It's certainly facing some, some stiff headwinds. But mind you that the Canadian government has made its intention to get this pipeline built 
extremely clear. It's this, part this of, is a lot of money we're talking about. Huge amount of money. Okay. And it's part of a, a, essentially a huge national energy and economic plan in Canada. Um, in fact, the government there just essentially rewrote a big swath of Canadian environmental law to allow this to go forward without as much review as it would otherwise have been. So there's a huge amount of momentum behind it. But like I said, there are already also formidable forces lining up against it. Um, and remember, these all emanate from the Alberta tar sands, which is the object of what's really a global battle. And that's what kind of brings the story back to the U.S. And how is that? Well, remember uh, what I said earlier about uh, the U.S. government report on the Michigan spill Keystone calling the company cops. Keystone Cops. Right. It's, it's kind of hard to miss the resonance in that with the fight over the Keystone Pipeline. Um, this would also carry bitumen from the tar sands uh, in Alberta. Along with being worse for the climate, the stuff is especially difficult to clean up when it spills. So you can be pretty sure that when the Keystone battle is reopened following the election next fall, that environmentalists are really going to push this issue of potential spills from, of bitumen from these Canadian pipelines. The World's Environment Editor, Peter Thompson, thanks very much. Thank you, Aaron.